Hey, you guys, welcome back to another wonderful episode of the Doing Your Best with the Rest podcast with your favorite best friends, Bo and Ellie. We are so excited for another week with you all. So excited. It's so good to have y'all. What's up? What is up to our updates? So many other updates. It's been a crazy <laughs> week since we've last seen y'all. Or it feels like an eternity. Yeah. Finals. It feels like an finals. Coming to an end. Thanks. Thank you, Jesus. All Thank right, you, Jesus. Now. Yeah, it's finals week. Um, summer starting. Uh, it's really exciting. I went out for the first time last weekend and the first time in a very long time. And it yeah, was so, so weird. Girl. She finally got out. She's like, <laughs> used to like work and school, worked in school. I'm like, sis, gotta let that hair down and just Thanks. be yourself. And I'm proud of you. And she did it. It was really fun. Yeah, we went out. Um, and summer starting and I'm making plans and, you know, like it's less of a load and it's exciting. Like, I feel like since we had COVID, we haven't really been out and about. So it's nice to have a summer. I feel like I haven't had a summer in like two years and finals. What about you? That's my update. Just summer fun and no, not no more school, but having a little bit of a break. Yes. Uh, and about me, um, I guess a little love update, I can say. I am talking to multiple people. That sounds like, oh, that's the truth. Hey, there's nothing wrong with it. And y'all are going to be hearing that soon in our interview. So just, well, yeah. not me, but another person's perspective about dating. Well, not dating, but seeing, and correction, seeing I'm wrong. Um, talking. Multiple people. And um, one of my old coworkers, I'm not, I can't say the person's name or yeah. anything, but I'm going to say they don't work there anymore uh-huh. and um thanks for the clarification <laughs> we, we were talking back and forth through this app called group is it group me i don't know yeah it's group meet me. me it's group me you know meet app? me is this dating app do you, dating you have app? me you i'm not used me? to oh, i used to anymore not anymore and um <laughs> i was like what did i say i said in the messages that um that was that I wear my heart on my sleeve, which I do. Obviously, all y'all listening, I, <laughs> that's an understatement. And vouch for that, yeah. <laughs> but we love that about you. I know. I need to fix that though. I need to fix not being so emotional. I'm an emotional bitch, y'all. I'm sorry. It's a pipe. <laughs> I see that so many times. And um, this person was like, "I've been all right. How about you?" And then I'm like, "Good." And I've been okay, I guess. And then they yeah. ask me, "What's wrong?" And then I I tell them obviously what I just said. And then they're like, do you want to talk about it? And I say, believe me, I want to. And then they're like, what's stopping you? And then I'm like, the repercussions. And, and they say, they tell me like question mark. And then I say, I can't say as much as I want to. And then this person is All like, all the tea <laughs> coming at us. <laughs> and this person is like, well, if you ever need someone to talk to, I'll be here. Wow. We've known each other for like, since November, no. When did I go? December. Yeah, December. So it's been a it's been a minute, and yeah. um, I think I'm gonna say that I'm starting to like you. I think. Weird. No. You think. Ooh. No. But I yeah. That's a, that's a little update from one of the my hoes I'm talking to. Jk, kidding, kidding, kidding. Jk, Jk. <laughs> there's no. There's nothing wrong with that, but there, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's hot girl summer, yo. It's literally hot girl summer. Like, I'm so excited for us. We're having such a hot girl summer. Body, yada, yada, yada. Yada, yada, yada. 
I'll randomly at work, I'll just start singing that song. I'm like, body yaddy yaddy. <laughs> bro, Megan Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion is a Houston girl. Bro, I saw her live. She's so good. I love Megan Thee Stallion. Oh, she's so pretty. If I could meet her, I would just like stare at her and be like, hi. She's so nice. Like, like, like honey, please. Kidding. What did I? <laughs> When did I see her? I saw her and Doja Cat live in the same concert like two years ago. Oh, Doja Cat. Oh. Uh, Doja, and it was like prime Doja Cat. Like she had not, like TikTok, she hadn't became that big on TikTok yet. And so it was like the perfect time to see her because she played everything. But like how I met Doja Cat was because of that Moo song. Have you ever heard uh, it? Where she's no. like, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm <laughs> not a cat. That's so, it's the best song ever. And so I she played that, that song. It's so good. So she played that song and we were partying. We were like, bitch, I'm a cow. Anyway. <laughs> I really feel like I'm a cow every day I wake up. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. We love you, Megan. We love Houston. Um, I love this interview that we did that's coming up in With the Amy next like, couple minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was so fun. It was one of my favorite interviews to do. I think it's because she has a podcast. So she like, you know. She knows. She she uh, knows she matches our energy. She knows she our really does. Our vibe. Like she keeps up with us. No shade to our other guests, but no, literally no shade. We love all of our guests, but that was a fun interview. It didn't feel like an interview. That's what I'm trying to say. I think. it was like a just like, just like a like a hangout session. Yeah, like it wasn't even like, oh my god, you're famous. Come on our show. It wasn't even that. It was just like a it was it was a good moment, and we're we are very excited for y'all to hear this interview with Amy Vanderoff. Yeah, we're so excited. Let us know what you think. All right, after the break. Amy joins us on the line to chat RHOD, working with Amy, Amy, working with Deandra and her time in the TV scene. We'll be back. Bye. Today, we wanted to talk to you all about a new and exciting podcast called The Two Sales Guys. What's commonly talked about are the tactics and mythologies for sales professionals. What is less commonly talked about is the stress and anxiety that comes along with being a seller. Each day, sales reps are asked to take rejection after rejection, operating in a world of uncertainty, high pressure, and either fail to hit their numbers or get a higher quota next year. On the Two Sales Guys, hosts Sean Whitley and Matthew Sopiers talk about how to cope with these pressures and what a winning sales mindset really looks like. You can check them out on twosalesguys.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You've seen this lovely lady on numerous TV outlets hosting, and you can hear it each week on the I Don't Give a Rip podcast. So let's give a welcome to Amy Vanderoff, and that's with an O E F. Welcome to the show, Amy. How are you? Oh, I'm so happy to be here with both of you. Thank you for having me, and thanks for spelling my last name. You know, it's just Vanderoff, but there's all these vowels at the end, so it confuses everybody. Yeah, I had to like throw that in there, especially. I that was so cute. I, I was like, wow. Like, that's with the O-E-F. So I had to tell <laughs> our listeners, that's an O-E-F too. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Ellie, want to kick out the interview? The questions? Yeah, sure. Totally. So you do a lot of work in TV and you have appeared in Life at to- Toyota, The View, Dancing with the Stars. So what made you choose that career path? What was, you know, the 
How did it all begin for the Amy V? So I grew up in New York and Connecticut and, you know, I kind of always knew what I wanted to be when I grew up and God bless, I, I became that. And, you know, I knew I had these giftings from God for the art of communication. And at first I used that in live performing. So I did pageants and I did theater. I was involved in a traveling show called the Magic School Bus, which I bet you guys know because you are the right age demographic. I played the puzzle <laughs> on that wow. show. Um, and then I was a USO military performer and I would perform at military bases overseas during time of deployment. I did four tours in Bosnia in mm-hmm. the 90s. And so all of my beginning stuff was really uh, live and performing and theater. And then when I moved to Dallas, um, I became the host of Good Morning Texas on ABC's number one affiliate, which is WFAA. And I did that for a long time, over 10 years, and, um, and then decided freelance would be a better way for me to go as a single mom. And I kind of saw how media was being consumed in different ways, like podcasting. And uh, so now I freelance and life is very fruitful and very good. Yeah, I see you out there kicking ass, taking names, appearing on numerous outlets. It's I'm very proud of you and all you've done so far. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, because I quit a job that <laughs> I was put on this earth to do, hosting a morning show. I quit a job that everybody was clamoring for, and my executive producer said, "I encourage you not to do this. You know, you just got <laughs> divorced." You like to live indoors? Like, what are you doing quitting this (laughs) job? But it was so clear to me that I was hanging on to that job out of fear and not in faith, right? So I was claiming and clinging to the fame that that brought me. And and that's what I was kind of hitching my wagon to as far as who I identified Mm -hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. as and by the way not a bad wagon to hit yourself to it was a great <laughs> yeah. but I just knew I was meant to do more and you know like I say thank goodness I'll fast forward to the end of that story five <laughs> years later it's worked out great and uh and work is very very good so good. I'm happy yeah especially Dallas is such a land of opportunity yeah Dallas is great so many things and it's just um and I know you recently served as a in the in MC, I don't know how to say it, a national charity. <laughs> I was like, what word MC. is he trying to say? MC, is that the word? MC. MC, there you go. MC is just the master of ceremonies. And uh, so how oh, did that I go for the first person in event in, in the long time, in the longest time you've done? Yeah, so I MC or host a lot of live events for nonprofits, for charitable organizations, lots of them every year. Uh, So those in-person fundraising opportunities went away, obviously in 2020. And then a lot of these events that I would do were virtual. And it was so cool to see how many people would pivot. I host award shows and we did that in the soundstage in LA during the height of COVID when nothing was open in LA. I've done a lot from home for different clients and organizations. But yeah, just a few weeks ago, I got to do one in person. I've got another couple coming up in the next few weeks. So it's fantastic being back out there and among the living. Uh, As for everyone, there's been blessings while sheltering in place and and pivoting our lives, but there's certainly been a lot of hardships as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, So so what advice would you give to people um who who kind of want to do the same thing that you 
you do but are kind of afraid for how it looks and sounds because I know that like me and Bo obviously do this but I'm sure like we're both in school but like if I could have it my way I'd be doing what you would be doing if I had a million bucks so what advice would you give to people like us who are just kind of on the cusp being like should we do it yeah I will say you know I'm a mom my son is going to be 12 next month his dad is also a public figure and on national tv and so my son is the product of two well-known media personalities. And so the advice I kind of guide him by is the same advice I'd guide you guys and your listeners by. And I always say this to him. I, it is nice to be important, but it's more important to be nice. I don't want him to become someone who is so taken by fame, Mm -hmm. by the free perks, by the fun recognitions that we get as media personalities. I want, if he chooses to follow in his dad and I's footsteps, it to be a purposeful path. So I always say, don't get attached to the fame and the fortune. If you really feel you have a gifting, if you really feel like you have a lane or an expertise, Mm -hmm. something to offer to the conversation, put your name in the hat, volunteer, connect yourself with people that you feel could help you and figure out not only how you can get a blessing from them, but how you can bless them as well. So make sure in a world that we're very interested in likes and follows and subscribers, Mm -hmm. that if you choose a life in the limelight, that you've got something good to share. Yeah, I like that. And I think- I was just gonna say that was so well spoken like wow I feel so inspired like (laughs) that's the idea we need to make this time well spent right because so many people these days are media so I was it when I was started at Good Morning Texas I was the most famous person in Dallas because there was no other media right like there was no social media there was no influencers so I was it and then all of a sudden we saw the landscape of what it meant to be an influencer and a brand ambassador and a celebrity Mm-hmm. So, right. So I'm, I'm very careful about, you know, ushering up the next generation and making sure that we're just, we're in it for the right reasons. And I always want to make it time well spent. And that's, that's a big phrase I use. I'm not going to tell people to follow me if I don't know where I'm going. I'm like, I like that. And people need so a, beautiful. Yeah, it's so <laughs> inspirational. And like, especially people our age at the moment, like we don't mm-hmm. have that enough of that drive to go for something big. And I think what you've shared with us and our listeners and our demographic because mainly it's it, it ranges but I feel like our young listeners can take away something that you just yeah. said just to them and definitely go shoot for a dream that they've always wanted to do I love it yeah. the mama bear up here preaching <laughs> <laughs> letting them know let them know the way and like I said there's you'll know you'll know if you have something to offer something to share and and if it's a purposeful journey and You know, I always tell people when they come to me and like, oh, do you think you get me an interview with this person? Or do you think that I can get this person to do that? And I'm always from people in, you know, colleagues and peers that are in news and television to younger people are always coming to me asking for those connections, asking for those introductions. And I say the same thing I just shared with you guys. If you want and need something, find out what would be a blessing to them. Don't Mm -hmm. just go there with your hands out and like, I need you to do this interview. I need you to show up at my event. I need you to, you know, give me this. Always kind of see why is this mutually beneficial? Build those relationships and connections. Even if you are not in that scene, if you are a young person who doesn't have reach and access 
to anybody, you can find ways to start caring about the city you live in, the community you live in, and attach and grow relationships with people that maybe influence you that you aspire to be. Look at you guys. I'm on your podcast because <laughs> you cared about mine. I didn't even know either one of you, but because you participated in mine and you cared enough to do so and to repost and to comment. When you asked me to be here, I said, yes, I get asked to be on lots of podcasts. I want to say this is only one of a couple I've ever done. Wow. So honored. I love it. We're so thank honored. You. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, and we wanted to find out. So what's it like working with the legendary Deandra Simmons? I know, obviously, I know her <laughs> as a friend, but for our listeners listening, what's it like? So Deandra Simmons, as you know, is one of the Real Housewives of Dallas on Bravo. And I've known her for a very long time. Uh, her and her mom have been very supportive of me and my journeys over the years. So when this podcast idea came together, it seemed like a natural fit that, you know, I would go on and kind of serve as a moderator between her and her mom. Um, well, her mom's taken a little step back from the podcasting these days. And so it's me and Deandra kind of hashing out the housewives and all of the, yeah. all of the drama. Yeah. Um, and Deandra is just as fun as you think she is, right? She has a very affluent lifestyle and a very particular job. And I think the surprise about her is how funny and raw and real she can be, right? So sometimes when we look at someone like that and think there's no point of reference I can relate to with this like supernatural creature, right? Yeah. And I think what the podcast does is humanize her and show that, you know, she can be a total goofball and have very, very real, raw, raunchy yeah. moments. <laughs> hey, season six, we need you friend of Amy. How, how oh that? gosh, you know, I'm so shy. It's funny, like even, I didn't even go to Deandra's 50th birthday party because it was going to be on camera. Uh -huh. I am so particular in the lane that I stay in that I don't even want my shoulder in that show. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I'm just like, oh, that's funny. Because I do different, I do TV every single day in a very different venue and the two don't blend and don't mix. Mm -hmm. So, but I think that's also the dichotomy that makes our podcast good because we're yeah. so different. We grew up so different. Mm -hmm. And so I think that viewers can enjoy that part of it too. Like, it's good that we're not the same. Yeah, exactly. Y'all can easily bounce off each other. Like it's how me and Ellie are like, we're definitely not the yeah. same, but we are two very outspoken personalities. So we just like a ping pong ball every, every week. <laughs> yeah. Plus the male female energy is so great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and also, so we know you're single, you're on the dating scene. So yeah. We, we have a little people. game for you. Oh boy. <laughs> it's, I don't know if you've seen Watch What Happens Live lately, but we made our own, our own. It's a one, two, agree or disagree, single edition. Okay. So we're going to read off little scenarios and then we're going to be like one, two, agree or disagree. And you're more than welcome to give your opinion about it. It's up to you, but we just want to get your, your take on this. So okay. I'm going to kick off the first one. It's okay to split the bill when you're on a date. One, two, agree or disagree? Disagree. Disagree. Thoughts. Disagree only because if it's a date, someone asked somebody, somebody invited somebody. Mm -hmm. So whoever that somebody is, I ain't saying it has to be the man, yeah. but whoever 
extended the invitation should pay. I believe in traditional roles. So in my mind, the man has invited the woman, but someone agreed to do something. Mm -hmm. So they got to follow through. Don't be fumbly bumbly once the bill comes, right? Like you've already decided that it's a date. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I have a question. So I have this, I'm talking to this person right now. They're, they don't like the idea of seeing a date unless they're actually in a relationship. They like to say hanging out. Is that a red flag to you? Um, yes. Don't paint that red flag white. Cause you know, that's what I do. I see red flags and I'm like, I got some paint. I'll just, I'll just make it a white flag and it's fine. You know, it's, oh, it means peace. Yeah. It's, it's a red flag only because if you go in with the intention that this yeah. is something romantical and intimate, um, and date-like, and they say hanging out, they're already telling you, I don't view you that way. So then someone's going to end up with hurt feelings. Yeah, I, That's what I think. Unless both just say hanging out. Yeah. Oh gosh, I could talk to you about the situation I'm going through. I'm oh. like a dating expert. Keep it going. <laughs> uh, oh, you want to read out the second one, Ellie? Yeah, sure. So the second one is it's fine if they kiss you on the first night out. One, two, agree or disagree. Disagree. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Woo, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Agree. Especially, I mean, okay, we have to say the word consent because that's important. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, that's when when I think of the word date, I mean, we we want the we want that to be the the the, the commencement. Commencement. I think commencement means beginning. I'm using it as ending. I don't know. But, <laughs> so we want that to be like tied up in a pretty bow. A kiss is that sign there. There's a mutual attraction. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't get the kiss, that's kind of hard. It's, <laughs> Although I'm seeing someone now that I, we didn't kiss on the first date. See, me neither. Ooh. We didn't do that on the first date, even though I wanted to. I feel like everybody <laughs> does, but then, yeah. <laughs> I just think I just think kissing can lead to other things so I just think not I just think maybe it's best like internally if you know yourself like I know myself so that's why if I'm ever on a date I'm like no we're not doing this on the first date because I just know who I I just know myself and I just don't want to even you know what that you'll like end up like attacking them or something (laughs) (laughs) no I just I don't I just I don't know I feel like I feel like when you whenever like like you said with like the date thing where it's like when you kiss it's like things so whenever you kiss someone I feel like it's like you're opening the door of like intimacy to be like okay like intimacy is allowed so I'm not saying I wouldn't kiss on a first date I'm just saying if I kiss on a first date I'm very much being like yes the door is open to intimacy if that makes sense I, I feel what you're saying so know thyself right? Not one size fits all when it comes to kissing and dating. And there is a benefit to slow playing it, right? You know, I dated very differently in my twenties than I do now divorced in my forties. And so the benefit of slow playing it is making someone earn a spot in your life, making someone desire and long for you, which to your point, would be, yeah, take me on a second date if you want the lips. Exactly, yes. yes I love that. Okay. So our final kicker of a little rapid I fire. Have, I'm so excited for yeah. this question. <laughs> <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with seeing multiple people just as long as you're not doing the deed with them. One, two, agree or disagree? Agree? <laughs> what is 
context to this question. Does that yeah. make you okay, like, like I feel like I need someone? Go ahead. Seeing multiple people. Okay, so like if you have not DTR'd to find the relationship, then all bets are off and, and everybody handles that differently. But if you've defined the relationship, you can't see anybody else. Yes. But have I had multiple dates, like a date on this night, a date on that night when it's like the first early stages or hasn't even been kissing yet? Yes, that's how you collect data and use your discernment. But if you are intimate with one person, like at least for me, if you're intimate with somebody you've dated like a bunch of times now, it's like... It, you owe it to yourself to, to focus on that person. If you're always looking for your bigger, better offer, you'll find it. You've got to see what that plays mm-hmm. out to be. Yeah. Okay. I does that make sense? Yes, completely. 1,000%. It does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what do you guys think? Is it okay to see more than one person at once? Well, I'm seeing more than one person at once. But I have like a journal. So I have a journal of all, well, on my phone. I write all their names. Yeah. And like notes, like, this one because like, you'll forget is. yeah i'll forget and i'm like um yeah <laughs> no I, I remember that yeah totally <laughs> i think it's okay if you're if you're not exclusive to anyone so if you're just like a single guy or gal and you're not exclusive to anyone and you're doing whatever you want because you don't have any like preconceived notions and you you're kind of open to everyone you're with just kind of like oh hey like I'm not really seeing anyone I'm in my 20s living my life I I think it's okay to to sleep with as many people as you want as long as it's consensual and safe and like doing your thing no I'm not saying I'm just saying in general like do whatever you want as long as it's consensual and as long as it's safe but I do think think that when you're dating somebody and your intention is you are looking for a relationship and they're exactly they're looking for a relationship and you've gone on certain dates and now you've been intimate it would be very hurtful to then learn just because you haven't defined the relationship that they're taking other people out so right. that's also like that's why sometimes that dtr conversation has to come sooner than later yeah exactly once you've like been together is your intention to only see each other and see where it goes you don't have to label boyfriend girlfriend but it's like okay now that we've done this and we're building something if you have outside distractions, it's going to affect you being able to level up your own relationship. Exactly. Right. Totally. I, yeah, I, yeah, I 100% agree with that statement. Like if you're seeing someone, <clears throat> if you're like, like the kids say, if you're seeing someone completely, like you need to cut off all your other hoes and like, just kind of be with that one person. But if you just kind of like are doing whatever and you're like single, I think it's fine. But if you, but to your point, how you were saying, if you have someone that you're you're like I like you you like me then yes definitely 100% like cut off all the hose because that's just disrespectful in general yeah yeah I've, and I've been in that situation where I've thought you know we're building something here and then I always say they're casting extras in this movie and I'm like um because you know that's a uh that's a guarding tactic that's men and women alike use they build themselves Mm -hmm. a plate of people Mm -hmm. and they pad their life or cast extras in the film in case the principal role cancels out. So I have been that victim of like, wait a minute, we are building something here, but you're still taking her out because you don't know if I'm all it. And like, we'll kind of, you know, have that define the relationship moment with me instead of padding your life with extras. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the players on the court. It's like, I'm supposed to be your like number one player. Why do you have yeah. like people coming in taking the right. shot? <laughs> exactly. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. So the beginning stages of dating somebody is very difficult because it's like a little fumbly bumbly of 
not wanting to seem too aggressive, not wanting to be too passive, exactly, not yeah. knowing what the DTR situation is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but this was this awesome. So fun. This was a great wow. interview. This was so I'm fun. so glad. Well, here's what my goal was to make this time well spent for you and your listeners. So hopefully something I said today resonated. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, before you go, what's next for the Amy V? Yes. What's next? What's new? Can you spoil anything? <laughs> well, so um, you have to tune into the I Don't Give a Rip podcast because we are spoiling Reunion, which is airing on Bravo right now for Real Housewives of Dallas. So that's immediately coming up. Um, there's lots of cool things as far as events that I'm hosting and um, I'm a contributor on Home Shopping Network. So you guys can see me there. Uh, there's life is coming back, which is exciting and I've never been busier. So uh, we'll just have to follow me on social media across the board at Amy Vanderoff and you can see what will happen this summer. Yay. Y'all heard her. Y'all will follow her. She's amazing. And we love amazing. <laughs> You're a friend to the show officially. Come back yeah, whenever. Officially. Yeah. The invitation's always people. ready. <laughs> Yay. Awesome, guys. Well, best of luck and thanks for having me on today. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. A special thank you to Amy Randeroff for coming on the show. It didn't even feel like an interview, it was just a chat between really good friends. You are so welcome anytime. Yeah, it was a really good interview. And you guys, we also launched a TikTok, so make sure to follow us at Doing a Best Pod. And don't forget to show us some love by rating and reviewing the show and hitting subscribe. Oh, also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Elmaz, um, E-L-N-A-Z-G-H-21. As well, don't forget to call us at 832-872-2034 to be a part of Dear Bone Ellie. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doing a Best Pod. And then you can follow me at hashtag Bo. All right, everyone. Till next week. Just remember to just breathe. It'll be okay. And remember to stay fearless. See you, you next Thursday. Thursday. As we always like to say. We mother, we mother effing, effing love, love you. you. <laughs> Woo! Bye, guys. See you next week. <laughs>